Dedicated missionary service returns a dividend of eternal joy, which extends throughout mortality and into eternity. I want it absolutely clear that I declared to the world in the most straightforward language I could summon that the Book of Mormon is true. True disciples of Jesus Christ are willing to stand out, speak up, and be different. If you're not a full-time missionary with a missionary badge pinned on your coat, now is the time to paint one on your heart. God has something unimaginable in mind for you personally and the church collectively. A marvelous work and a wonder. In this church, what we know will always trump what we do not know. Missionary work is an identifying feature of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Always has it been, ever shall it be. Let us be awake and not be wary of well-doing, for we are laying the foundation of a great work, even preparing for the return of the Savior. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mission Prep Podcast. Today's going to be a good one, so stick around and you will walk away with some great tools that will help you as a missionary. Heck, to be completely honest, these tools will just help you with life, but for sure, you will be better equipped for your mission when you can understand and apply the concepts that I'll be talking about today. We're just going to get right to it because I don't really feel like wasting your guys' time with another intro to the podcast. I'm just going to assume that you are all filled in on what is going on and what I'm doing here. Sound good? Great. Let's freaking go. Okay, to start off today, if you can, I want you to think about the last time you pulled your phone out to get on social media. And no, I'm not trying to shame anybody here. I'm just using this example because it's something that we all do multiple times a day. Okay, so try and think about where you were, what you were doing, what you were thinking, and lastly, what you were feeling. First, just try and recall whatever it was that you were doing the moment you pulled your phone out and where you were. Maybe you were in the middle of a class or you were at home working on homework or just sitting on the couch. You could have been waiting in line or maybe you were just walking somewhere. Whatever it is, I want you to take yourself back to that moment and try to relive it. Okay, so for most of us, it's probably going to be pretty simple to answer where we were and what we were doing. I think we all have a habit of whipping our phones out at particular times or places. So whatever place or situation you're thinking about right now, most likely you've probably been there before. Okay, now that you are there, and this next part is going to require a little bit more mental effort, try and recall what you were thinking and what you were feeling. You're going to need to do some digging and try to see if you can recall what it was. And just to help get your juices flowing, I can throw out some common emotions for you, okay? Maybe you were feeling bored or anxious or tired, or maybe you were hungry or overwhelmed, or you could have just been totally content with not a care in the world. And the thoughts associated with some of these emotions could have sounded something like, I'm bored, so I'm going to get on social media, or I'm overwhelmed, so I'm going to get on social media, or I'm freaking so tired, so I'm going to get on social media. I know these might sound like complete guesses on my part, but I'm willing to bet that this sounds a lot like the narrative going on in your head during these types of situations. I know this is the case for me, but why is that? Why is that that we almost seem to have these automatic responses to pull our phones out and do whatever it is that we do on them when we feel certain emotions? 
or just when it's a certain time of day or when we are in a specific place. It almost seems to be a certain craving that we have, and if we don't fulfill it, then we'll probably die. That's obviously not true, but sometimes it actually feels that way, so why is that? Before I get into that more, I want to give you guys some background so you can better understand this concept that I'll be talking about. To do this, let me tell you a little story about this guy named Ivan Pavlov. He was a physiologist in the early 20th century, and he was researching salivation in dogs. I know, right? Sounds like kind of a lame study. I'm sure it might have even bored him to death if it weren't for what happens next. To give him some credit though, his study wasn't really about salivation. He was actually just trying to learn more about behaviors in dogs that are instinctive. And for Ivan Pavlov, salivation seemed to fit the bill. If you don't know what instinctive means, it's just referring to behaviors that aren't learned. So for dogs and humans alike actually, salivating is something that we don't have to learn how to do. It's just instinct. It's a motor program that we were already born with. Breathing is another great example of this. It's not something that we have to figure out how to do. We just naturally know how to do it without thinking about it. So if you're a scientist and you want to study salivation in dogs, what do you got to do? You've got to feed them, right? So that's exactly what he did. He would pour their food in a bowl and then bring them the food, predicting that the food would act as a stimulus that would trigger the salivating response. I mean, it doesn't take a scientist to predict that, but here's where things get interesting. So one meal at a time, he brings the dogs their food and using some kind of wizardry that I don't completely understand, he measures how much they salivate and looks for when they start to salivate. What he soon discovered is that not only did they begin to salivate when their food was right in front of them, but they started to salivate whenever they heard his footsteps approaching. So at this point, they didn't even need to have the food in front of them before they would start salivating. What the dogs learned is that the sound of his footsteps approaching meant that they were going to get food. Pavlov soon discovered that anything that the dogs would associate with the food would produce the same psychological response. This led to what is probably the most famous study ever conducted in the realm of psychology. To further test this new discovery that he had made, he made some slight adjustments to his previous experiment. Instead of just giving the dogs their food, what he would do is ring a bell first. Ring the bell, and then food. Ring the bell, food. Over and over again. He would repeat this as many times as it took for them to start salivating at the sound of the bell, just like how they did with his footsteps. Which, as he predicted, began to happen once the dogs started to make that association, thus solidifying his earlier discovery. Now, we as human beings have our fair share of differences with our canine companions, but one thing is certain. Our learning behaviors don't really differ all that much. We learn new things much in the same way that dogs do, which is why this experiment was so groundbreaking. Because it's not just about dogs salivating, but it's about all of us. It gives us a better idea of how we as humans learn different behaviors. So this brings me back to what I was talking about a minute ago with the phones. As I help you guys dissect what is really going on in this situation where you feel an intense need to get on your phone or social media or whatever it is, I want you to think about other behaviors that you might have that could follow the same pattern. What I'm going to talk about doesn't just apply to the learned behavior you have of pulling out your phone. It could apply to any other habit you may have. So just keep that in mind as I go over this next part with you guys. Okay, so if we are going to apply the concept of Pavlov's dogs to us, then you could think of whatever emotion you have when you pull your phone out as the bell. 
The phone itself is the food and you getting on your phone is like the dog salivating. So just like Pavlov's dogs, most of us have trained our brains to feel the need to get our phones out whenever we feel any certain emotion. And in most cases, this emotion is going to be uncomfortable and getting on your phone is what brings you that comfort. You see, our brains have what is called an efficiency mechanism. This means that it is always looking to get the most work done with the least amount of effort possible. In a lot of ways, this can work to our advantage, but when it comes to what we're talking about here today, it can kind of screw us over. So let me show you what I mean by this. There is a chemical called dopamine that is responsible for a lot of the pleasure and joy that we feel. When we get a dump of dopamine in our brain, we feel pretty good. It takes the pain of discomfort from us, whether that be in the form of stress or anxiety or boredom, etc. Dopamine is kind of like our brain's reward to us when we do something that is good for us and our survival. We get healthy dopamine releases from things like eating food or getting exercise or talking with our friends or just being out in the sun. All of these things are essential for our survival, so of course, our brain is going to reward us for that by releasing dopamine as a way of letting us know that we've got to keep doing those things in order to live and thrive. The world we live in today, however, is chock full of things that give us massive dopamine releases with very minimal effort. Remember how I said just a minute ago that our brain has this efficiency mechanism, which is always looking to get the most done with the least amount of effort. So in this case, if our brain is looking for things that give us dopamine, and we've got all these things like social media and TV and video games and pornography and sugary foods, all of which are meant to give us massive dopamine hits with little to no effort, naturally, that's where our brain is going to tell us to go. On the surface, this sounds kind of nice though. If our brain is looking for those things that give us dopamine, then wouldn't it be a good thing if we can get more with less effort? Well, not exactly. Essentially what happens is you get twice or more the amount of dopamine with some of these things than you normally have, and it doesn't require any real work on your part. So your brain is going to tell you that you need to keep pursuing those maximum reward, minimal effort kind of activities because it wants to be efficient. But then eventually what ends up happening is you develop all these bad habits that can take a lot of pleasure out of every other area of your life. If you're constantly seeking to do those things that get you tons of dopamine really easily, then other things like exercising and socializing and working and maybe even some of your hobbies just aren't going to do it for you anymore. They won't feel as pleasurable to you. It's going to feel hard to be motivated to do anything that's worth your time because you get so used to these big dopamine hits that don't require any effort. And this is the reason why you might feel this strong urge to get on your phone at a certain time or when you feel a certain way. When you feel a certain level of emotional discomfort, your brain tells you that you can get a nice little spike in dopamine just by scrolling social media. You're bored, the bell rings, get out your phone. You're stressed, bell rings, get out your phone. Most of us do this over and over again to the point that every time we feel an uncomfortable emotion like boredom or stress, we feel the urge to get on Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is because that is a route we have trained our brains to take whenever we feel discomfort. And as I've said before, this same concept can apply to any habit that we may have developed in response to an uncomfortable emotion. The reason that it's so difficult to deny ourselves when our body feels that urge is because it's human nature to want to escape from discomfort. We think that this discomfort is bad, and so we are going to try to find the easiest way to escape it. 
which for most of us means scrolling social media, or maybe for you, it means eating sugary foods or watching TV or looking at pornography. All of it serves the same purpose of escaping that discomfort of whatever negative emotion you might be feeling. The good news in all of this is that discomfort, it's not a bad thing. It won't do you any harm, so there is no need to escape it. In fact, I would even say that it could be a good thing. Just like how working out can be uncomfortable and even painful at times, that pain means that you're getting stronger. It means that you're pushing your limits enough to where it hurts, but that's a sign of increased strength. No pain, no gain, right? So what I'm here to tell you today is that if you want your mission and just your life in general to be more fulfilling, you've got to stop seeking for that comfort. And no, this doesn't mean that you can't turn to God for comfort and peace. Hopefully you understand by now that that is a completely different type of comfort than what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about is getting out of your comfort zone. All of us feel this need to stay in our comfort zone because, well, it's comfortable, but it doesn't do us any good. It keeps us from expanding our horizons and accomplishing good in this world. It holds you back from being your best self. And guys, I want you to know that there is no reason for you to feel shame if you have any bad habits. We've all got them. We all escape from that discomfort in one way or another. No one is perfect at this, but I hope maybe you have done some introspection today about some ways that you might be trying to escape from discomfort. And the best part of all of this is that just like how Pavlov was able to train his dogs to salivate at the ring of a bell, he was also able to untrain them. All he had to do was ring that bell and then not give them the food over and over again until that association was broken. So if you've got some habits that you want to break, then you just got to follow the same pattern. When your bell rings and you feel that urge, you can deny yourself of that escape and not answer it. The more you are able to do this, the less you will feel that urge until it completely goes away. With some practice and some time, you can get better and better at it and become someone that embraces the discomfort. You can be someone that is the master of your own mind. You will find greater joy in the more mundane and less exciting things about life. And that is a really good feeling. When you are on your mission, there will be many, many things that you will have to deny yourself of. You will be getting out of your comfort zone a lot. You won't have many of the same things that you have at home to escape discomfort. So my advice to you is to learn to face those kinds of challenges head on rather than escaping them. As you do, you will feel so much joy and satisfaction and confidence because you'll be proving to yourself over and over again that you can do hard things. Okay, so real quick, let's recap. First, we all have learned behaviors that may be the result of us escaping uncomfortable emotions. We want to feel comfortable. And these activities that bring temporary relief could be getting on your phone, drinking a soda, or eating junk food, or even looking at pornography. They all serve the same purpose of escaping discomfort. Second, just like with Pavlov's dogs, we have trained our brains to take a certain route at the ring of a certain bell. That bell for you could be anxiety, stress, boredom, etc. Third, just like how we trained ourselves to turn towards these behaviors, we can untrain ourselves and feel greater freedom and find more joy in life. Doing this can help us to learn to face difficult emotions head on rather than escaping them. And lastly, this isn't just about breaking habits, but about learning the skill of managing our own emotions. When you know how to do this, you will be better equipped as a missionary on the Lord's errand. Not only that, but your mission will bring you so much more joy knowing that you are capable of doing really hard things. 
Thanks for listening to this episode today. If you have any questions or want more clarification on anything that I talked about, you can write me on the Instagram page or send me an email. Remember that you guys are awesome and that you've got this. I'll catch you next time. Peace.